It's Abby. Welcome to We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. So when I sit down to record these intros, it's such a strange feeling because I am quite literally sitting in my closet amongst my clothes, talking to a microphone by myself. And so I tried to, I started to reframe it in my head uh, as like thinking like I'm Felicity talking into her little tape recorder to Sally. Uh, and it, I think it's working. I think it's helping. Uh, is Janine Garofalo going to start talking back to me? I, I don't know. You never know what what might happen inside my brain. But uh, she did pop up on last week's episode of Younger. So maybe that was a sign. Uh, yeah, so Younger is back. If you're a Younger fan, uh, the final season is airing now on Hulu. Not all the episodes are up, but there should be six of them. And if you haven't been watching, all all the old seasons are on there too. It's it's such a piece of candy of a show. Uh, if you're looking for something light right now, I highly recommend it. And also I'm thinking now it's maybe time that I do a Felicity rewatch. It's been a minute since I watched the full series. And I could definitely do for a little fix of that curly-haired, indecisive little charmer. And of course, some Ben Covington. Because I'm team Ben. Duh. Which is also something we should probably investigate at some point. But uh, I'll leave that for another day. In the meantime, my lingering thoughts that are still swimming around in my head after Sunday night's Oscars. First, yay for Chloe and Emerald and Francis, who all won, which is awesome. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield really won the night too. And I've always loved him, but my God, sir, that Saint Laurent outfit was so fantastic and so smoking hot. As was Brad Pitt's little man bun. I love a man bun. I, I of course, love Brad Pitt. Uh, it, it was great. I, I, it's, he's so fantastic. He is aging so, so well. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya's speech, which was fantastic, emotional, powerful, and hilarious, obviously at the end, and his mom's reaction and all of that. Amazing. Quest loves incredible music selections for all the intro and outro music. Incredible work. Uh, I did not miss that little bit of talk show host, Radiohead, uh, from Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. I also did not miss that he busted out air horns. Like, that's incredible. At the Oscars. That's so great. Um, little Alan Kim in that custom Tom Brown with the knee socks. Oh, my heart. Zendaya's otherworldly worldly coolness. Like, who is cooler than Zendaya? No one. And her hair is what I dream of my hair being every single day. And then, of course, that the show was basically like rearranged and set up to give a really emotional ending uh, with Chadwick Boseman and best actor. And then he didn't win, which sucked, frankly. I mean, no disrespect to Anthony Hopkins, but like, my God, really? Uh, so that was a bummer. He will remain the winner in my heart. And... Now we can kind of get on to the fun business of this week's show, which 
I'm so excited about. I am talking with my best friend, Alyssa Vetrano, about a bunch of stuff on Apple TV that we love. And also we're sharing a, a story we find highly amusing. Hopefully you will too. It's definitely embarrassing about yours truly. So we will be right back with Alyssa. my best friend for basically the past 20 years. We met near the tail end of 2001 when I joined the staff of YM. It was basically a match made in heaven, magazine heaven, that is. An entertainment-loving beauty director met a beauty-loving entertainment director, and the rest is history. Um, One of our first bonding moments did actually involve both of those things, beauty and entertainment, because she, Alyssa Vetrano, that's my guest today. She was doing a story for me, a beauty story. And we were sitting at the shoot for hours and hours and hours. And I believe she can correct me if I'm wrong on this. We, we talked about Vanilla Sky for maybe two hours because it had just come out. And that is still a film that I love very much. Basically, she had me at also loving I'll see you in another life when we are both cats. We have shared too many memories to count, pop culture and otherwise. I hold her and all her opinions very dear to my heart, even though she has never seen an episode of Grey's Anatomy. So now why I'm sadly gone, I've got a podcast. She has the best wine blog in town. It's called Great Friend, where she merges her extensive knowledge of vino and culture with a side of sports, something I've also forced onto her. Um, you got to check it out on Instagram. I'll give you the details later. But welcome, my best friend, Alyssa Vetrano. Hi. Hello. If there was ever a moment to bring up perhaps our like the pinnacle of like pop culturedom in our friendship is a thing that maybe some people don't know is that we were on the first season of American Idol. Yes, this is true. And whenever we tell people they think we were singing on the show, I'm like, which God if forbid. only you could hear us sing. I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I we all have our shower dreams of like, yes, and I would build this out like a good nothing compares to you or something. Oh. You know, there are certain songs like that Indigo I'm like, girls. Like I find yeah. this also true of like Haim. Like the Heim sisters, like make me in the car feel like I can sing with them. Like (laughs) women in music part three, that entire album I'm obsessed with. But I sing along like I feel like I sound good. And I know I don't. But in my head, I'm like, this is good, Abby. This is good. But yeah, Yeah. we did not sing on the show. We did not sing. We were actually (laughs) media training one Kelly Clarkson, who remains one of my favorite Pop I mean, stars, singers. I love that one, girl. One of our, I think, America's number one celebrities. Like, just an all-around great famous person. As right. Uh, like, I, there's just no one who doesn't like her. You're never like, ah, that girl's a jerk. You know? <laughs> like, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, I love her. Like, maybe she's not your favorite. Maybe, like, her music's not your thing. But, like, she's just cool. You know? She's yeah. She's like one of those, like, cool chick, lover. And she, like, and- really was in in real life, too. She was. She was a delightful person. And then you had contact with her because you went to work at MTV for a while after that. And you like yeah. kind of were around went for the, the... I was on the set of When Justin Met Kelly. Oh, my God. Yes, I was. <laughs> I forgot. You did Literally haven't thought it. about that one for about 20 years. But I yeah, forgot. that memory just came floating back. <laughs> I fully forgot that you did a set visit. <laughs> Which, yeah, 
I had to go visit my friends. <laughs> they were all media trained because of me. Right. So we did really basically funny. a roundtable discussion. They did these. I don't know if you don't remember season one of American Idol, which, you know, I think it was 2002. Um, they did in the live shows when they did like the live performances, they had these like interstitial things and it wasn't all totally fully spawn con yet because i don't think they knew that this show was going to be as big as it was right. even in that first they were working season. out their whole model yeah and um we did like a roundtable discussion with kelly and justin and nikki and tamira about yes. like how Ooh. to deal with the media yeah, I forgot Nikki and Tamira. I probably wouldn't have yeah. been able to pull those, but Kelly and Justin, obviously. Yeah, but Kelly and, and Justin. I, I suppose we should share our favorite story. <laughs> that came I was came out of it. I mean, it's Not a to last... put you on blast, but I mean, it's one of my I feel all-time like favorite stories. I feel like it's been waiting all this time because again, like you can't, this season is like not on YouTube. Like it's not really right. on the internet. Yeah. And again, no, I like, have that VHS tape of it. <laughs> I do too. And I've never transferred <laughs> Anyone it. Anyone that has a VHS player, please send it to us so we can watch. <laughs> I also, I wore like, I remember I wore this Jane Mail like top and I loved mail so much. And um, oh, that's I what mail. I remember, except for the other thing I remember also that, that Kelly and Justin were lovely. And we also shot, didn't we shoot a cover with them the next day? Yeah. That you had booked? Yeah. Yeah. Because we had to shoot them separately because we didn't know who was going to win. Yeah, I, exactly. And that's that's what Alyssa did at the magazine. Along, She edited the entire entertainment section, but also like booked all the covers and celebrities and all that stuff. But okay. So I feel like this is the moment. Like we, t- yeah. this story has been like famous in our friendship and amongst the people who know it. But like- <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So we were (laughs) doing these interstitials and not being, frankly, very media trained ourselves. I mean, we have some (laughs) media training, but like, as happens, you get a little nervous when the camera turns on to you and you just sometimes bust out with like the weirdest shit. And and they filmed us for a long time, too. Like, we were filming for hours. Hours. (laughs) Which is even more. Like interesting that you did this because usually once you're going for like 20 minutes, you kind of just get comfortable with it all. Yeah. But Abby takes it upon herself to say something like, um, you know, we'll see how it goes with them and, you know, how they navigate fame. But it's tough when you're really trying to, you know, go through all of the accoutrement of fame. <laughs> she came out of the taping because I wasn't sitting it. She's like, Alyssa. I just said accoutrement in one of the interviews. And I was like, how would that word even possibly pop up? So that has become like, you know, just one of those words that whenever we see it, I'll like take a photo of it and text it to her. (laughs) It's just whatever it is. If any human being on the planet (laughs) says the word accoutrement, I'm just like, I can't, I can't even handle this conversation anymore. It doesn't even mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. The accoutrement of fame. Frankly, Abby, this is what you should have called your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so... I'm a little angry. (laughs) Well, it's definitely going to be the name of this episode. I think we just named the episode. Oh Um, my God. Yes. So perfect. So no, accoutrement of fame did not make it onto the air. Because of course it didn't. It didn't make any sense. 
but now you all know about it anyway. And uh, up next, Alyssa and I are going to talk about some Apple TV uh, programming that we both really enjoy. You are like an Apple TV Plus like influencer basically to me. Like I was obviously like in, I watched the morning show like from the jump, but you are like the person who steers me into like Apple TV programming. Right. You're like the number one. Well, I will give everybody a tip. Yeah. Where did it begin? It began because I got a new Apple device and they were like, with a new Apple device, you get a year of Apple TV. And I was like, what? This sounds cool. <laughs> like, I'm such a weirdo. I don't know how to get any of this stuff now. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that morning show. It was literally the only thing I'd ever heard of. I sort of had heard of Ted Lasso, but like had no idea what it was about. I was just sort of like, ah, sort of interested to watch the morning show. So I sign up for it and I watch the morning show. We could talk about that. It's by far yeah. not my favorite show on Apple TV. Yeah. But it was but like was the like, glossiest yeah, and, and then, it's big stars. It's big budget. Right. It's, yeah. it's the one that they launched with. So you've heard about it. It's basically just the gateway to all of the other amazing programming that is now on Apple. I, I mean, yes. to me, it's like early days Netflix where you don't have so much programming that it's just like, uh, there's something for everything. We just needed to fill the pipeline. They're really still in the phase of like curating really good stuff and building their brand and like who they are. So pretty much anything you watch, you're like, this is pretty good. So what is your like number one? So I would would say number one, I mean, number one out of anything, but I'll put it in the comedy categories, obviously Ted Lasso. I I mean, mean, let's just do the Ted Lasso uh, thing now. Just love if anyone is listening who has not seen Ted Lasso, like you have to watch it. It is so good. It is feel good, which was surprising. I mean, and that's why everybody kind of gets into it because you're like, oh, I didn't know this. there was this whole aspect of it, which was just making you feel so good and inspirational. And at the time, you know, it was like deep during COVID and we were all just like, oh my God, the world is horrible and we yes. don't know what's happening. We're just like going It was like pre-election, downhill. like everything felt it was, The world dark. was just a so mess. Dark. And this was like oh, this was bouncy ball of goodness that was just so fun and lovely and made you cry. I was like, this oh. is a comedy of half hour episodes and I'm crying. Like, this is embarrassing. But it was so good. It was I so good. Jason Sudeikis. He's just, I mean, I don't know. I it so just much. was so well thought out and so wonderful. Like, just makes you feel great. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. And the writing is stellar. Yeah. So uh, for anyone who hasn't watched, uh, Jason Sudeikis, uh, one of the funniest men that we have out there working who I have loved. I mean, uh, since SNL, but like uh, very specifically his background work in the what's up with that sketches where he is in a red tracksuit doing the running man. (laughs) Yeah. Where (laughs) Keenan Thompson is the host of what's up with that, like is so stellar. And that sketch is so perfect. And you know I love it also because there's a running Lindsey Buckingham gang in it. Bill Hader is always <laughs> oh Lindsey Buckingham and they don't yeah. have time for him. And <laughs> as you know, one of my first crushes in life was 
Fleetwood Mac's Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, so, of course. Um, anyway, Sudeikis plays a, a, like a Division two or three American football coach who is hired to coach a Premier League soccer team. So football and, you know, the rest of the world. But like, it's not... a. He doesn't know how to coach soccer, but he knows how to coach. <laughs> and so he is transplanted. And it's like a fish out of water story at the end of the day. But he is just, he is corny, but like not. And he is kind and he is motivating. Like, I think he's our best fictional coach since Eric Taylor in Dylan. Texas. Yes. There's even, there's even mean, like a belief. No sign. one touches and no, no one comes close, but yes, he's like the comedic version of yeah. Eric Taylor, you know, like he, if you had to do drama and comedy, but it's the same fabric of we're going to like make you believe. Yes. And so my favorite quote, when I try to tell people like about it or whatever, my favorite quote, I don't know if you have them, but mine is when someone asks him, do you believe in ghosts? And he says, yes, but more importantly, I believe they need to believe in themselves. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. It like warms my heart. It makes me laugh. It's so specific. I, I'm going to have to watch it again. Did you rewatch it? Did you just tell me that you rewatched I, I started it? Rewatching it. That I started rewatching it and it's worth it because there are yeah. a lot of it's, it's like a joke machine, too. So there's like stuff yeah. that you miss. You've missed. And I, and I think also it's like, you think that the characters are falling into like a certain trope or like cliche. It's like the old veteran on the team who used to be famous, but has kind of been usurped by the young, you know, hot young stars or like the wag, like the, the girlfriend character yeah. or the owner character or like all everyone and Ted himself, like you kind of think they're going to fit into this like box and they do kind of, but they don't Like no one is exactly how you expect them to be. And I love that. Yeah. And there's, and I, mean, I love that a, the wag was also yeah. in Dirty John, which I think oh. was one of the best Bravo miniseries ever. And I mean, bringing Julia it back Garner's to amazing, but Mrs. that was Coach, when I was Tammy like, Taylor. Julia Garner is incredible. And Tammy oh. Taylor. I mean, like we've had that cast was so good. And then I was like, oh, that girl was in Dirty John. So I love seeing people just so different from what they've played before. She yes. was also in vinyl, which was horrendous. Oof. But that was yeah. rough. I think Not I only good. made it through like three episodes of vinyl. Same. I couldn't do it. Tough scene. That's a tough yeah. scene. And I don't quit shows often. Me um, neither. Okay. So Ted Lasso, I mean, I think for okay. both of us is like the number one. And if you the need like a, one a, a gateway drug into Apple TV, like Ted Lasso is your man. Like, right. And, and really, just what are you doing not bringing this joy into your life? Like, because it is joy. Like yes. Pure joy. Okay. So like what would be like, it. okay, oh number yeah. two, which is shocking to me that you have not seen it. But I number know. two by far is Tehran. So good. Tehran is about this woman who is a hacker from Israel and their air force is trying to bomb Iran's nuclear reactor. So she has to go in and infiltrate on this mission. The mission goes awry. This is all happening in the first. I'm not giving anything away. Yeah. But then obviously like much chaos ensues and she gets stuck and in the country and she's trying to get out. And it's just, that's all episode one pretty much, but it, it is so well done. She is stunning to look at. Stunning. Not that that's necessarily reason to watch yeah, the show, but no, just as but like, like side I mean, bonus. I don't know who this actress is, but just incredible. She's so good too. 
everyone in the show does a fantastic performance. It's just this very, I mean, it's big and it's action-y, but it's also really understated. Like it's not a blustery in your face kind of action series. So right. it just like gets into like all of the grit of life there and this underground scene with like hackers and the government. And it's just so well done. I mean, you yeah, with your love it's, of it's, alias, it's all oh. you. Yeah. I mean, I love, and then like season one Homeland, like Homeland goes yeah. off the rails, but like, you know, early Homeland or like, yeah. I love, like, like you said, alias is, we're going to have to do a whole podcast about alias at some point, but it's my favorite show. I've yeah. seen it front to back maybe 10 times, but like intelligence, spy stuff, like is very in my wheelhouse. And it's, I don't know why, I, why have I not watched it? What's wrong? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do it. Advertised also. That's when I was like, oh, what else should I watch after Ted Lasso? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's their next show because it was sort of, you know, on billboards and whatever. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's really good. And then I turned my friend on to it and she was watching it with her boyfriend. And I was like, oh, what episode are you guys up to? She's like, oh, we finished it already in like two nights. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And it does feel like one of those shows. And I mean, not that to be like, oh, couples come on, but it does feel like a show that appeals like across, it's like generally appealing across the board. Does it? And Ted Lasso is that way too. But like, um, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be like my next thing. But But the other show that, that you well a couple i'm i'm three episodes into losing alice oh yes another very good show and israeli show too i know the thing i really disliked about losing alice was that they dubbed it i didn't understand why they would do that i think you can watch it with subtitles but you also can watch it dubbed and if you speak hebrew then great for you because then you can just watch it um right Because some of the people, like the main woman, her dub actress or whatever you call them, (laughs) was good. But then the other, like I didn't think the husband's the husband is so distracting. It is distracting. Like I will say, I'm into it. It's a kind of like a psychological thriller. This woman um, is a filmmaker. Her husband's an actor. She kind of meets this younger screenwriter who she becomes kind of infatuated with like I don't know exactly where it's going there's flash forwards and flashbacks and right um it's I'm very into it and I don't know exactly where it's going but I'm like Mm -hmm. a little titillated like I'm into it and it's yeah it's like sexy and um yeah dark and sexy and at the beginning for me, like the first half was really strong and then it's sort of got a little bit weaker in my opinion, but also I didn't realize that they were releasing them one at a time. So I thought I was just full binging. And then I had to stop the binge in the middle because the last two episodes weren't there. And I was like, that's just a bad experience. (laughs) Like, yeah, really into like, let me watch it it when I need to watch it. Yeah. Apple and also Hulu, usually with their originals, they'll drop like three and then go week to week. So they'll like, Mm -hmm. So you get, you do get hooked in and you just think they're all there because you're like, oh, I've watched three. And then you're like, oh, they're not all here. Right. So that that was happening with this other show that you told me to watch that again was, well, first of all, you know me insanely well, but I, why was I not watching from all man, uh, for all mankind? I don't know. This is another one. I mean, 
to tell it's about the audience. The space program. It it's is a- rare that at this point, earlier on in our friendship, I would probably know a little bit more about pop culture than Abby because yeah. I was working in entertainment at the time. Now it is very rare that I will know anything that Abby doesn't know. And forget obviously about sports. I have like two things in my entire lifetime that I've taught Abby. One was about like the Chirons on TV. Like it's very sad what I can actually teach Abby about sports. I mean, there's not much. Well, I forced Alyssa basically to go watch football games with me for years because I am a, I'm from Indianapolis. I am a Colts fan. I am a diehard Colts fan. And if you're in New York City, Either the Jets or the Giants are on TV, which, by the way, in the Ted Lasso trailer for season two, which comes out in July, there is a fantastic dig at the New York. Fantastic. Fantastic. As a Giants fan, you had as a New Yorker and a Giants fan, you had to love so much. Yes. Um, But anyway, I would uh, like so I would have to go to a bar if I wanted to watch the game, which really twists my arm to get me to go to a bar too. That's a real hard sell for Abby. But um, like, <laughs> but then Alyssa would come with me and she'd be like, oh, well, Sunday afternoon, like I'll go have a Bloody Mary and hang yeah, out with I you. Mean, what's wrong with this? I was like a bunch of dudes hanging out, drinking on a Sunday afternoon. I was like, this is fun. And then, I mean, the game is obviously just an incredible game. That's very exciting. So I got yeah. really into it. And now you is the commissioner of our fantasy football league. Like yeah. that's how 10 years running far, far you went that's how down far. the hole. Yeah. I've gone down the rabbit hole pretty deep Again, myself. I, have, I dragged her with me into also like the agony of fandom, which yes. is um, you, you were very like your early fandom was riddled with success. In Super I mean, Bowls. it was a ridiculous time to become a Giants fan because we won the Super Bowl twice. And then I was like, this game's so easy. The Giants are great. Cut to 2020. There was Not a, so great. This is like, we'll get back to Apple TV, but there was a moment last week. I forgot to send it to you. There was like a funny tweet because... Um, the the New Orleans Pelicans, the NBA team, was playing the the Knicks, and um, there's like limited fans, obviously at MSG or whatever. But uh, so Zion Williamson, who is fantastic, he went to Duke. Uh, yeah. He is like rising superstar of the NBA. So right. he's playing. He plays for New Orleans. He's at the game, and then Daniel Jones, your quarterback mm-hmm. for your for your New York Giants was there and so they and Daniel Jones went to Duke as well and I went to Duke so you know um I I have always appreciated that they drafted Daniel Jones the Duke quarterback we're not really known for our football teams that much right and anyway so they're like talking and then they take some pictures together but then like all these kids were just asking for pictures with Zion and there's just like Daniel Jones like standing off to the side (laughs) no one wanted his picture and I don't even know if they knew who he was and it was just it was some funny tweet that was just like your New York Giants QB1 just over yep. the corner. <laughs> like, That's us. 2020, 2021. <laughs> well, Saquon's going to be back. Like, we like be, him. I, he's a good guy. He's, he seems like a good guy. Um, but anyway, back to For All Mankind, which again, yes. Alyssa is like, you should watch this. And then I realized I, I don't know what I thought it was or what I thought it was about. It's about the early days of the space program with a twist, which we'll talk about. But I, as I like to say, it's like when people are like, I went to a 
a school in Boston, you know, like Harvard people are like very annoying. I will never miss an opportunity to tell people that I went to space camp. Like, I know. If I can drop it into... So the fact, and I love, I have watched every space program, documentary, fictional show. I've seen Apollo 13 probably 50 times. I watched that show, The Astronauts' Wives. Like, I know the wives' names. Like, I'm like, oh, Deke Slayton and da-da-da. Like, the early, like, Apollo and Mercury programs. All of that. So for, I don't know, whatever. I, I messed up and you correct, course corrected me. And now I watch that show... <laughs> Two seasons. Yeah. In finales tonight. Finales tonight. So the end of the second season. So it's like they're 10 episodes, right? Like, so it's, well, describe it. How would you describe it? Okay. So I would say it's about getting people to the moon, obviously. Early days of the NASA program takes place in the 60s, but it's a historical fiction where the Russians get to the moon first. Yeah. So what then ensues of the escalation of the battle for the moon between the U.S. and Russia and all of these other interesting things that happen. So we won't give any spoilers necessary, necessarily, but it, it does, changes history. It changes. It history. changes history in a very major ways. Um, and it's sort of like that man in the high castle. That's yeah, kind of which the I only liked. other thing I could compare it to of like historical what do they call that? Historical reenactment or something? Yeah, I guess. Anyway, so man, yeah, so, man in the High Castle is like if we did not win World War II, like right, like the Nazis Honest. won <clears throat> right. in Japan, and then what yeah. would the world be like? So yeah. this is sort of what would the battle for the moon and space travel be like? Um, you know, they they're talking about Mars and all this stuff. So it has obviously relevance to today and what's going on today with space travel. Um, and then I would say. Half of it, you know, it's obviously a very personal story about all of the astronauts and their battles and the astronauts' wives at home. And then, you know, they start to, you know, gain in prominence as well and get some space travel experience themselves. Yeah. And so half of it, I really like. I love all of the history part. There are yeah. certain characters that are really good. And then there are others where I described them to you as very Ron Howard, like yes. very apple pie and not gritty. And, you know, that works for certain people. I have nothing really wrong to, you know, nothing really against Ron Howard movies and stuff. It's just not really my full thing. I don't get really attached to them, but, you know, I'll watch them. Um, but it's, I don't know. But it is a very specific kind of thing. Like, like that made sense yeah. because, and, and again, like some of the characters are, uh, real people who were in the space program. Obviously it's fictionalized versions, but like mm -hmm. they're actually people who you, if you've read anything about the space program, you might not recognize their names, but then there are also totally made up characters. And yeah, it's like, I like it very much. Like I, again, I watched it all in like the two seasons in like a week and a half, maybe. Yeah. And I, I like it, but there are moments where I'm like, oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> like, right. Like it just on. gets a little cheesy yeah. and a little light. And the yeah. rest of it is like people are blowing up and dying and like gets really gritty and really emotional. Like they go there in certain places and then other parts of it just feel tonally off. 
So I don't know. Like yeah, in general, like, I really like it and I recommend it. But I think, you know, parts of it are not amazing. Yeah. And I, I think I texted you because I was like, there's this, uh, the character Karen Baldwin, like Joel Kinnaman is one of the main uh, guys. And you might remember him from late season House of Cards, where I found him oh, very handsome. No, but who like, was he in House of Cards? He was like that senator who was like running against him or was he a senator or congressman? Oh, yeah. The Remember? one with like the perfect family. He had like that. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, good call. His, his hair is very weird in this show. And I, it doesn't even feel like it's on right. It's right for the period. Like mm-hmm. it's very slick down to his head. I'm like, what's happening here? But the woman <laughs> who plays his wife, <laughs> Karen, who is uh-huh. like a, becomes like a very main character in, yeah. throughout the show. She's had a good arc. She Her has. She have the best arcs. Yeah. And and the women, I mean, women, there's a whole level of like how history is changed by these events that, you know, by Russia landing on the moon, but also like women get involved in the space program. I, this is not a huge spoiler, way earlier in uh, history than they actually do in, did in real life. Yeah. And yeah. admission control and like astronauts going up to space. But Karen Baldwin, I was like, well, I immediately recognize. I did not remember the actress's name. I did have to look it up. But I was like, mm-hmm. well, that girl is in a late series Final Destination movie and from One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> These are pure Abby Gardner references. <laughs> that is so specifically me. First of all, I cannot. Speaking of fi- happening upon something on cable, if there is a Final Destination movie on, I am powerless against it. I, they are yeah. garbage. And I will watch it. And so she's like the main character in one of like, it might be the last one. I don't even remember, Mm -hmm. but she's like the one who like gets off the roller coaster or like whatever, you know, the first one is like, they get off the plane (laughs) and that changes, (laughs) but ironically changes history because they make a decision. Um, anyway. Yeah. And then she is on like, uh, kind of end end seasons of one tree hill as well. (laughs) Which I watched from front to back. Though we did do a shoot. We, I mean, that was YM times because I know you booked me the girls on a yep. beauty shoot. Chad Michael Murray and, and Hillary, what her name, who then Hillary Burton. URL. Hillary Burton. Her, Hillary Burton, and who is married to. I forget. Why am I blanking on the actor's name? I just want to call him Denny Duquette from Grey's Anatomy, but that's not going to be a reference for you. But he's also has, was on The Walking Dead. Um, which I stopped watching. That is a show that I stopped torturing myself with. But anyway, The Walking and, uh, Dead. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And okay. Sophia Bush it was Sophia Bush, mm. Hillary Burton, and the girl who played Haley. I'm blanking on her name. But we oh, did a beauty shoot with yeah. them. Yes, you booked it we for did. me, and you were there, yep. obviously. Yeah. Um, but I watched One Th- One Tree Hill to the end. And I think I'm going to talk about it in an upcoming That's podcast. Devotion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a show that started being about like a high school, a small town in North Carolina and the high school right. basketball team and the brothers who find out that they, well, they don't know their brothers are like enemies and they find out that they share a dad or whatever. And then it became right. so like there was kidnappings and it was like became a melodrama and a soap opera. Like it was like a teen. It was like in the vein of like Dawson's Creek and like that era right. of like the WB and whatever. And then it became like, I mean, Dan Scott, the guy who's the dad of the boys, Chad Michael Murray and uh, the other guy, Nathan, they, 
he has to get a heart transplant and then but a, the heart falls out of a cooler and a dog eats it. Like that is a thing. <laughs> That happened on One Tree. I don't know if you can do a podcast. <laughs> and I watched that show. So anyway, Although that's kind of funny and interesting. interesting it like went off twist. the rails. There was like, like this this nanny that goes crazy, nanny Carrie, and she like kidnaps the kid. Like it, it was a lot. But anyway, this girl was on that show, and I'm very excited for her because she's now on like a prestige Apple TV drama and has yeah. like a, a, has a meaty part. Role. Yeah, very meaty, especially season two. Yeah. And I will say probably my favorite character is Molly. And yes, she's like Talk this badass yeah. woman astronaut who's like the real thing, whereas the other ones are kind of younger and coming up and getting their experience. But the best scene where I was like, oh, now I like this show, <laughs> of course, was the one where she's like smoking pot in the bathtub with her boyfriend. Oh. And Morning Dew is playing in the background. I'm like, yes, we got our Grateful Dead. I was just going to say them. And of course, with the hippie. And she's like, everyone probably thinks I'm a lesbian. (laughs) She's just like smoking pot. And they do. She's like a tough, she's a tough lady astronaut. And then she's just like got this hippie boyfriend, husband, whatever, smoking pot in her bathroom, listening to the Grateful Dead, which is basically what I wish I was doing all the time. Well, kudos to her for bringing the gravitas to the role in For All Mankind, because I think it's a lot due to her um, that that role and that relationship is as good and as strong as it comes off in the show, whereas a lot of the other stuff feels a little shaky. Yeah. Um, and she's just like a really good actor. Yeah, she's, she's just really a good. really good actor. Like, she's a really yeah. good actor. And they've given her, like a really interest they've written her an interesting character but you're right she brings like the levels to it that yeah. it could be very like oh i'm just the gruff you know lady who's had to work really hard which is right. all true i mean like to even like, today like rebecca to be a woman Cantu in the space program. and billions oh, yes. you know how like rebecca Cantu and billions like i like her but sometimes you're like okay enough with yeah. all the tough talk yeah you know like you don't have to be a man which is like a fake version of being a man. Nothing to right. do with the actress. It's more just like how that character is written. It's just all tough guy talk. You're yes. like, got it. <laughs> wait, and what's it? Wait, who else were you telling me? Because you're watching The Americans right now. Right? I'm watching The Americans right and now. And is it Molly? Which I love. Um, it's From- Kate. Okay. Oh, um, who's their second handler um, after the woman. You know, like they're... Um, She's only in like maybe season two or season three. And then she gets beat up by somebody. Oh, <laughs> and then she goes yeah, yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Frank Langella comes in. Right. Um, so she's the NASA shot caller lady, if you're gonna name in For All Mankind now. Um, that's right. Yes, I'm totally Margot. Margot. Yeah. Margot. Yeah. And she's like a she's like a mission control like mission control science <laughs> the word I was looking for <laughs> well yes well Alyssa I don't know if you know but I went to space camp and I was the commander <laughs> of you. our mission <laughs> no I never knew that <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend Amanda and I went and she is gonna enjoy this and we 100% asked our parents if we could go because of the movie space camp <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> amazing and where was the space camp uh, Huntsville Alabama and oh <laughs> and we lived Amazing. in this like thing. It was like a dorm 
basically, but it was built to look like a space station. And like, so the rooms were like rounded and there was like bunks in them. I think there was like four of us maybe. And this I girl, mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. And we were in How middle old school. were you? Seventh grade, maybe. Oh, wow. Like 12 or 13. And I also, it was when I learned that there was a town called San Luis Obispo in California because this girl... <laughs> in our dorm was from <laughs> and we still amanda and i still will be like san luis obispo i love san no. luis obispo yeah i just didn't know at 12 i wasn't familiar with it and of course so not i wasn't to, now i am because it's by wine country exactly by which, Robles, which makes excellent wine um yeah we need to talk about wine right at the end here too but uh i we had to take a test when we got there like an entrance, I don't know. I mean, and that's how they placed us for our first mission. And there were definitely kids there who were so hardcore about science and so hardcore. They're probably running NASA right now. And right. I'm a really good test taker <laughs> and just <laughs> apparently aced this test <laughs> and was made the commander of the mission. And Amanda was like, these space nerds are furious. <laughs> now, I was a nerdy, like straight A student, but like, was not like delving into the sciences in that way. Right. Right. <laughs> she was like, they are furious. And I'm like, in the cockpit. <laughs> you delayed you like, their NASA job by three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, so I have a podcast and you, you have a, a pop yes. culture meets wine, basically. Long. Over You've 10 been years doing now. For years. You, you launched your thing Can well, you well before. Oh my God. Is it 10 yeah. years? It's crazy. Jeez. Whoa. So I'm always like, and oh, my best friend is Grape Friend. So that is the name of the site and the fantastic Instagram. In, You're in like wine. an influencer. <laughs> no, your pop culture. Wine Hence influencer. why we were on this podcast together. <laughs> I've never done, you know what I'm going to do? An Apple TV pairing of like what to drink with all yes. of the shows. So that yeah, that's just talked about. That's something that like Alyssa will do is in a, you know, a celebrity, like celebrities um, are just like wine kind of thing. And so a, like, or a show or like what to pair with like the Game of Thrones finale when that was happening mm -hmm. or, or even sports stuff sometimes, little sports stuff. Yes. So, I mean, what's kind of your, styles. I mean, like tell, like, I think, cause I think this audience, I think I have an audience that obviously enjoys television movies, famous people, but also I think a lot of them probably enjoy wine. So what was kind of the impetus for probably. you? Cause you 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 are also like insanely educated in wine. Like this is not just like, yeah, random. Studied like, wine at the yeah. American Sommelier Association and then later at WSET. And when I was studying at American Sommelier Association, I was learning all of this crazy stuff. And obviously, at that point, we were drinking a lot of wine, <laughs> going out after work, getting drinks yeah. as everybody does. So I would always go out after work. Everyone would be sitting at the bar, you know, would get a glass or two and everybody would always just order Pinot Grigio or Pinot Noir based everyone, on if meaning, you liked white or me. red. You would yeah. order the Pinot Grigio. My other yep. friend only drank red and she would always just get Pinot Noir. And I was like, don't you want to look at the menu and find something else? And everybody was like, I don't even know what all of these other things are. I know I like this. I'm just going to order this, which I get. I mean, it's a risk to buy a bottle of wine or, you know, get a glass that you don't think you're going to like. But my whole 
mission was to teach people about wine and in a fun way so that they could just be a little bit more familiar with the grapes, the regions, not in a deep technical way like I was learning, but just in enough where you felt not intimidated, it was accessible, and you could know that. So at the time, I just finished working at MTV for five years. And so I was like, all right, well, I know about wine now. The only other thing I really know deeply yeah. is pop culture. So let me mix those together and teach people about wine through pop culture. So would pair you know, different TV shows like we're talking about now with what type of wine has the characteristics of, you know, for all mankind or um, even just teaching people about wine through what celebrities were drinking. Like right. Beyonce and Jay-Z are really into wine. He, you know, they're always like drinking on a yacht somewhere with like these yeah. crazy bottles and you can't afford those bottles. But what is it about those bottles that you can actually get in your price range or something? So right. just, again, teaching people, it's like, you're never going to go buy Chateau Margot. Maybe you are. If you are, please share it with me. Good for you. <laughs> like, but, good job by you. <laughs> yeah. But if you like that, you know, you can just get something similar and like, here's what that's all like. So, and there's so much wine in pop culture now. Like yeah. So many celebrities are into it. So many sports guys are into it. Like all the NBA guys really love wine. I mean, yeah. all of those stories about like what they were drinking in the bubble and they all got yeah. like their wine refrigerator sent to them. I mean, it's just such a fun way to learn about wine and it doesn't have to be intimidating, but people get really intimidated. It's like it a is. deep and subject. It's complex. Right. Yeah. And then all you need to know is like you, we would sit down together and drink and I would say, oh, why don't you try this like Gruner? And yeah. now you love Gruner or an Albarino, but you need somebody there to like teach you about it. So that's why I called it Grape Friend. It's like your friend who knows about grapes and yeah, we'll ma make great. it fun and keep it fun and, you know, not intimidating and not just be like a rosé all dayer, which I hate because I'm like, you know, it's fine if you're just like pool drinking or whatever. Like, first of all, no one should be drinking wine all day long. That's very unhealthy. <laughs> well, okay. and secondly, you know, it's fine <laughs> if you just like love wine, yeah. but that's not my mission. Now there are so many influencers who are out there who are just like drinking wine on a boat, you know, and they don't yeah. have the education, but I'm trying to be somewhere in the middle of a sommelier who's just going to go deep on all the technicals and then somebody who doesn't know anything about it, but just loves wine. Um, but be somewhere in the middle where like you can learn a little bit about it, but like not so much where you're like, I don't need to know all of this other technical stuff. I just want to walk into a wine store and be able to like find something I really like. Well, I so, think we can wrap the with yeah. the music portion of yes. Apple TV. Yes. And two things I know we've both yes. watched. First, yes. which is more of a controversial thing between us, the Beastie Boys story. Yes. Which you I loved. really liked it. I know. I like it. And we both it. love the Beastie Boys. Like we both love, love the, Beastie, the Boys Beastie Boys as, as musicians and like right. it's not about that. Like we the reason we both wanted to watch the Beastie Boys uh, it's not a documentary per se, but like the thing they put together, the film they put together is because we love them and they are very important to us. I share a birthday with Adam Horvitz. Ad rock. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, did you know that I pretended like I didn't know that when <laughs> When we used to hang out like back in the day. 
<laughs> I used and to you're like, I was very- want to have a joint I, birthday party? <laughs> I, well, they, there was a moment like, so there was a period in my life where I spent some time with the Beastie Boys and they were friends of an ex-boyfriend of mine and it was, it was cool. And I played it cool. Right. But. I mean, you can't be. <laughs> there was one point we were having dinner nerdy with. About that. We were having dinner with Adam and Kathleen Hanna, who was his girlfriend at the time. And um, I think they got married eventually, but I don't know. Anyway, we don't, I am not still friends with them. But um, and he was it was coming up on our birthday, which is Halloween. And he said something like, yeah, my birthday's coming up. And then I think someone else at the table said, when's your birthday? And he said, Halloween. And I was like, oh my God, mine too. As if I had not <laughs> known that since like License to Ill came out and I like read right. it in like Bop magazine or something. Like, right. Totally. And he was like, oh my God. Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's great Want to birthday party? <laughs> he was like, oh, oh no, we've crossed yeah. the line. <laughs> Uh, I'm a funky soul and I'm a Scorpio is like a great lyric. But anyway, yes. So I liked it. You, it wasn't what you hoped it would be. Maybe what it wasn't what you hoped it would be. Maybe. Well, I didn't totally know the whole deal with the staging and, you know, they put it on and it's on stage and that's cool, but it just felt like because it was completely scripted, I yeah. felt like it was really off-brand for them. I get that they're older and stuff, and so we've all matured since yes. our license to ill days. But I mean, since inflatable penises on stage, they have moved past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slightly. Even they, you know, yes, go through which they acknowledge. Yeah, the the movie that it's a little past their past its prime. But I just felt like I don't know. They were being forced into something that they weren't like what you love about the beasties is how raw they are yeah. and how they're also like really renegated in your face and they're not going to yeah. do things in a conventional way. And so I was just kind of taken aback that it became like very, I don't know, the jokes often seemed forced and didn't yeah. really like play. And they were like almost looking at each other like, oh, that fell a little short. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, it felt a little bit weird for me. But I yeah, did and love I think you said, I learning think you said, all the stuff about it. Yes. And I think you said it just made them less cool. I think is yeah. like one way, you know, and I think that's a fair, yeah. it's a fair critique. Uh, absolutely. Right. It is, and it maybe is that's where we are in our lives. Yeah. We are all less cool, but I don't need to know that about the Beastie Boys. And it was also <laughs> I want like them yeah. to remain cool. Yeah. And they also like were, I can imagine they wanted to do right by Yauk and like his memory and yeah. like that part, which was very touching. I mean, their friendship. Yeah. I mean, there's that, a lot more friendship sadness comes, in the story. Yeah. Their friendship really does come through. And like, you know, Adam Yauk, um, died from cancer gosh I want to say it was probably like nine years ago I don't know oh, wow I think I worked at Marie Claire at the time but oh, wow. he was sick for a while and you know so that's there's that part that's missing that you definitely feel and I think that emotion comes through in like a good way but I do think like all your points are fair I think I was so excited about it like yeah it, it might have been no, I guess I had Apple TV from the morning show, but I think I had not, I think I had done like the free trial and gotten through the morning show and then not resubscribed. And then when the Beasties right. thing came out, I was like, oh, I got to get it. Um, right. 
But it is, it's like worth watching because I think you do, if you're any kind of fan of the Beasties, um, or, and also just to understand their story a little bit. But I do, yeah. I, I think, I think that you make very, very valid points. Very valid. Yeah. Points. And I liked all the story stuff. And especially it brought back a big Luscious Jackson phase for me, oh, which I, sure again, was very surprised that you did not have a strong I, Luscious Jackson phase. I did not. I, I feel like they're Luscious very Jackson. you. Yeah, I liked Luscious Jackson, but I did not go hard for them, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But you got I so, you got, you went like back deep with Luscious yeah. Jackson. I mean, they after. were on full repeat in the 90s for me. Yeah. They're, they're great. They're great. Um, yeah. But then who's your other musical love from Apple TV? Well, and now one and we life. can both agree on. And life. <laughs> and life. Billie Eilish. Billie I mean, Eilish. I just have a deep, deep care for that girl. <laughs> and I yeah. love the music. I think she is phenomenally talented. Her voice yeah. is fantastic and so haunting. And the words to me are very haunting. And the production, I think, is phenomenal. Ugh. So Phineas. I was very excited about the documentary that was coming out. And I think it did not disappoint. It did not. It's a really good documentary. And and I have always been a fan of Billy, but you are much, you are a bigger fan than I am. Like, I have always thought she is so talented. I like her music. I don't know the deep cuts from the album. You know, like, I'm not, um, I, I like her very much, but I do not, I have not become like a psycho for her as I do with mm -hmm. other people. But yeah. I, not be, not because she's not, amazing but you also you just you want to protect her and like take care of her which i felt very strongly when you watch this documentary too because well first of all she's, yeah she's a kid she's a teenager right. right um she could be our kid like you know like in this <laughs> literal life i guess yeah i don't love admitting that but like fully could be and and you get this like insight into, you know, first of all, she, for anyone who doesn't know this, like she makes music with her brother and Phineas is her producer and they are a creative team and they write together and you get insight into that, which I always love insight into any artist, like process, mm -hmm. creative process, like yeah. whoever it is, especially if I, I mean, it's obviously if they're talented and I like their stuff, but really any especially songwriting process is so fascinating to me and and just their family relationship and their their brother sister relationship their parents are play you know figure very heavily in the in the documentary and just and her just struggles like as you know she's been very very open and honest about her mental health but also just yeah. like the the just the teenage hood of it too that right. isn't so isolating specific to, to be that famous yeah just to be that famous and how hard she is on herself and when she flubs a line you know on stage and and of and, course you would be at 16 yeah. or 17 I mean people 10 years older than that and more are hard on themselves especially when you're an artist and you know maybe a perfectionist or whatever but like imagine as a teenager I mean oh horrible it's like incredibly hard Plus, like, I didn't realize how deep her Tourette's was, too. So, yeah. I mean, she's, like, very 
has shown a lot of this stuff in a really brave way because, again, as a teenager, you're not trying to like <laughs> show yourself in any sort of weak light. And I mean, but that's why people connect with her. She's done yeah. that through her music and She's has so vulnerable, especially on this album. You're sort of like, wow, like I can't believe you can go there as a human being. Yeah, and I just, and just think like she seems uh, like a very nice person who does. just cares a lot, maybe too yes. much. Yes. She's like very emotional and very deep. But I just think, you know, she seems like a great girl and is just really talented. So she I, is. you know, oh, I, could, I highly her. recommend it. Yes. I well, don't know her, if I want Justin Bieber being the one her, who protects but her. But her pure, but, but I was going to say her, her love of him though is so pure and <laughs> like, because she just, she she gets so like because he she loved him when she's 12 or whatever yeah. and then she he comes into her life as like they're famous people That's and you so know bizarre. and that yeah. must be so wild that this person that you you know i mean as a person who acts like a teenager in my fandom of people but when I, if I was actually a teen, when I was actually a teenager, like, you know, you feel everything so intensely. And she obviously is a person who just, like you said, is deep and emotional. And, you know, I, I enjoy Bieber more than you do, too. <laughs> That's another thing. That's another part of it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I also just like watch and you really it does capture just this very specific moment in her life, too, where she is rising to superstardom, like just skyrocketed, like, right. Out the gate, like this, the critical success of the album. And then like the, the chart success, the Grammy success. And you see that all with her, but she's also like got a guy who treats her like shit and, and gets her driver's license. And like, she, you know, it's like being that famous doesn't insulate you from kind of some of that normal stuff too, which is just really interesting to watch. And, and I also enjoyed her family, like her weird little wacky family. And now last, are you into, um, Mosquito Coast. Like, are you going to watch Mosquito Coast? Are you intrigued by it? I am intrigued by it. I'm excited. Me too. About it. I'm yeah. excited about it. Um, I loved it? the book. I loved the original movie, of I, course. Well, the original movie feels like very important to me. Like, I I was very into. I mean, I guess it was a was it a huge hit? I don't know. It felt like it was on all the time. It was kind of. I would say, I don't, rem- I don't remember if it was like a hit and certainly wasn't the kind of movie that was going to be like a blockbuster, but right. it was obviously the height of River Phoenix Well, and he was great in it, as was Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, but I just, I really liked the movie. And also I was like, oh, Justin Theroux, that's interesting. And then I was like, oh, he's related to Paul Theroux who wrote the book. Oh, I did not... <laughs> put right together interesting okay. interesting i know i'm like maybe i should reread the book i haven't read it in a long time a i long know long me time. neither right. good book that's exciting under so yeah dam, i mean we've got boo. mosquito coast is coming season two of ted mm-hmm. lasso is coming in the summer in july mm-hmm. so you have time very excited about plenty that, of time obviously. to watch ted lasso like three times before that happens right um right. yeah so okay we've got tehran for All Mankind, Ted Lasso, Losing, Losing Alice, Alice, the Billie Eilish documentary, The Beasties, and then we've got Mosquito Coast coming. Yeah. So I feel like that's a great docket. Like, good for you, Apple. That's a lot. You're, I, I think know. they're, like, figuring their – and then I, I, Morning Show Season 2 will be coming, too. They've been shooting it. I know this much. Okay. Of course, I follow Jennifer and Reese on Instagram. 
Right. Um, <laughs> yes, one does. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. And then Great Friend is just at Great Friend on Instagram. At Great Friend and, on Instagram. And greatfriend.com. And yep. really, like, go, you can find, there's so many good wine recommendations. Um, there's a newsletter that comes out, all that good stuff. And, and I'll do one of what to watch yeah. with your Apple binges. Yeah, with Mosquito which I will, Coast. I will put in the newsletter <laughs> when it's out and, um, and like tweet it and all that good stuff. And, you know, and it, whatever you do, just like make sure you deal with the accoutrement of fame. <laughs> Never comes with it. <laughs> Words to live by. It's our life motto. It's our motto. It's the early put off. it on a t-shirt. Put it on the merch. <laughs> oh my God. Now I'm getting ideas. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, I love you very much. Thank you for coming on. I mean, I will come on whenever. This was, I wouldn't even say fun. It was like, you know, someone recorded our daily text phone call. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, And we will be back with a couple more recommendations. And thank you to Alyssa. fun again. Thank you to Alyssa for coming to play. She'll definitely be back. I definitely want to have uh, like a set of semi-regulars on the show. So hopefully that'll work out. Kind of like how Carson or Letterman did that back in the day. I love that concept. So we'll see. I mean, if they'll come back. And um, in the meantime, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. I would obviously very much appreciate it. And thank you to all of you who have shared uh, the show with friends and in your feeds. It's I it makes me feel so great, and I I love that it's giving you um, a little bit of joy too. So that makes me so happy. If you want more of that ridiculousness, follow We Have Notes on Instagram at We Have Notes. I am on Twitter at Abby Gardner and on Instagram at Abby C Gardner. Or you can email here uh, We Have Notes at SpeakStudioPodcasting.com. Until next week, if you'd like a little glimpse into the what is going on inside my head right now and the heads of many, many Swifties on the internet, I suggest doing a little dive into the new Woodvale theories. Google, Twitter search, Instagram, there's a lot of stuff on TikTok that will just lay it out for you. But there was a period of time where we thought there was going to be a trilogy, uh, Folklore Evermore, Woodvale. And now that's back and it's making my head spin because Taylor keeps tweeting all this stuff with in sets of threes, three emojis here, three emojis there, tweeting at 333. And so uh, Woodvale feels like it's like back on the table possibly. And just uh, woman, we might be okay, but we're not fine at all to use your words. And guys, what the fuck am I going to do? If there's a third album, I'm going to lose my mind and also be the happiest person in the world. Oh, I mean, we're obviously going to need to record an emergency pod and maybe just process it in like real time with me, which is could go very wrong uh we'll see we'll see but uh yeah i think you will i think you will be amused and and just know that that's that's part of the world that i live in a little bit so enjoy and i will talk to you next week 